following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. You're listening to the Green Over Everything podcast with Jonesy and my man Brown. Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world famous Green Over Everything podcast. Been a minute since we've been able to do this, but we are talking about an Eagles win. My name is Brown. That is my partner, Mike Jones. What's going on? What's, what is going on is as of right now, as of right now, as we have this conversation, it's not official yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because the last time, the last couple times we were here, yeah, I wanted to have this conversation. I wasn't well, ready. I say the last couple. Times. I, I I brought it up a couple times. I wasn't ready. And you, you were never ready. For I this wasn't ready. You're, so now you're ready. You wanted to have this now, conversation now, when they let's see, two I, I, weeks I, I, ago, three what, weeks ago. It was a little bit more than that. Let me pull this off the wall real quick. Let me pull, let me pull this schedule off the wall real quick. Mm-hmm. All right. They were like, I know they were under 500. By a game, but they were only a game out of a playoff. Maybe spot. maybe after like, the, maybe you wanted to talk, you wanted to talk playoffs after like that Detroit win. Mm-mm. No, that was way too soon. What was that to the, uh, uh, the Broncos? Was it the Broncos no, game? That, that was still too soon. Either way, I wasn't ready. Under five hundred, oh, I was too soon. Under five hundred, I wasn't ready to talk uh, playoff football. But now here mm-hmm. they are. On the this is this is a team that could possibly, possibly win ten games. Possibly, possibly win ten games. I, honestly, you know if if they don't. I'm not necessarily going to, you know, that's, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But what I do know is we were sitting here a few weeks ago, you know, maybe two months ago. They got cooked by Oakland. Got absolutely cooked by Oakland. Coach was out here talking about flowers and 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 mm-hmm. letting them bloom, and we thought quite possibly we were about to see the wheels fall off. We were questioning this coach's competence. We were questioning whether or not this. You know, we we were questioning the competence of the coach. We were questioning the ability of the quarterback. We were questioning the judgment of the GM. Lo and behold, all true. All true. They were what? Two and five? That sounds right. We were talking two and five. Mm-hmm. Wins against uh, an Atlanta team that's garbage. Wins against a Carolina team that is now proven to pretty much. They got the dub today, didn't they? They got a dub today. Who did? Which, uh, I believe Carolina did, didn't they? Hmm. Oh, they lost. Did we need yeah. them? We 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 needed them to win, didn't we? If Carolina had have won, or had Houston won, the Eagles would have clinched a playoff spot today. Okay. 
Well, that coupled with a Vikings loss later on, which I'm kind of ex- assuming as a fair foregone conclusion. Yeah, yeah. But e- either way, bottom line is we were looking at two and five. Now, gr- granted, there were not a lot of expectations mm-hmm. on this team. Weren't really expecting a lot of this team. We wanted to see what we had in the quarterback. Wanted to see some of these offensive weapons, whether or not Miles Sanders was that guy, whether or not Devontae Smith was that guy, whether or not Jordan Mailata was that guy. You know, we there were questions. We This was really a, a, a let's see type of situation. Nobody was thinking playoffs. I joked, I joked about around about playoffs after week one. They want they come out, they they throttle the, the Falcons week one. That's jokes. Everybody thinks, you know, everyone who won week one. But, but see, oh, as I'm playoffs. sitting here looking at the schedule, it was honestly probably after the Saints game where they beat okay. the Saints, what was it, 40 to 29? Yes. And then heading into the Giants game, which at that point, we assumed would have been a fairly easy win going into the first Giants game. Yeah. At that point, that was the point the conversation about playoffs started to pop up for the Eagles because the schedule down the stretch remaining at that point Mm -hmm. was Giants, Jets by football team, Giants football team. Yeah. All very, very winnable games against teams that are all under 500 at mm-hmm. this point. Yes. That was the point where I was willing to start entertaining the conversation about can this team make a playoff push and you weren't ready to make that I wasn't. To, to have that conversation. I with. absolutely wasn't. And I hope you understand why I wasn't. I just felt like... Now let me ask you any, a question. Uh-huh. In any other season a season that you didn't start the year with expectations as low as you did this year. Mm-hmm. And your team has only one game left over against an op- opponent that's above 500 with what? Five games left on six games left on the schedule. Mm-hmm. You'd be willing to entertain a conversation about a playoff push. Wouldn't you? Honestly, pro- probably. What but was different I, this year? I think I'm, I think the situation. I think yours. Now, granted, we didn't have there. There weren't many seasons under Andy Reid where you went in with little to no expectations. You know, there were team. Of course, there were teams that were better than others, but for the most part. You figured an Andy Reid coach team would sniff the playoffs, would be around the playoffs, even if they weren't as talented as previous teams or other teams to come down, uh, come down the stretch. All right, no, all right, no, let's no, be no, honest oh, about it. On, no, I'm let, I just want to say one thing real quick. To your point, since Andy Reid was here, there have only been maybe two seasons with no expectations. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz's rookie year and mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, and I think I honestly – Maybe even Carson Wentz's rookie year probably would would have paid would have played a part in it. 
because you saw you remember how that year started. Eagles come out three and zero, start the season three and zero. Don't make the playoffs, and you're kind of like as you know as you're going the first month of the season, you have no losses. Mm-hmm. You kind you know you you kind of build just you you build a little bit of confidence. You know how legitimate that confidence is. You know that that played itself out, but I think honestly. Wh- even then, even going into that season with Doug Peterson, you knew who Doug Peterson was. You knew the coaching tree he came from. Yes, there were question marks. Yes, there were reasons to there were reasons to doubt him. Uh-huh. But I think in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, this is still a guy who played for the Eagles, and this is still a guy who who came from the Andy Reid tree. And plus, you were still so pissed off at the way things ended at his predecessor that you were just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Whatever he does will be good. And that paid off. Second year in with the team, what do they do? They go out and win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, so now it's like you go into this season with Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, you don't have that leeway because you're replacing a guy who brought this city its only Super Bowl. Yes, things mm-hmm. end, yes, things ended poorly, but it's like not only are you going in a complete opposite direction, you've now moved away from the coaching tree of the guy who had the most the, the most successful period as a coach. But you're moving mm-hmm. away from his protege who brought you a Super Bowl. For a guy, honestly, had you heard of Nick Sirianni before this season? Before they his name started coming up in coaching conversations for this job? Heard of him, yes. Not knew anything really about him. Not not at all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's like that's that's what made it different. You, know, you asked what made what made this different. It's like, man, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. I I don't know him, and I and honestly, because even with the guy from Oregon, there was some hype because yeah, because he, he was a name known commodity yeah that had this exciting high octane system he ran at the lower level. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, when there there will always be a level of excitement when you get that hot college coach to try and turn pro. When that hot college coach turns pro. You want to see whether or not his offense will translate into the pros, but mm-hmm. but that is just it. You see, you you saw Chip Kelly's offense. You knew what they were going to do. You knew there were, of course, there would be some things that worked and didn't work from college to the pros. But you kind of knew what you were getting into. With Sirianni, you just didn't know. Then he had the press conference that people, you know, some people were kind of on the fence about. And was then, that, are you talking about his introductory yeah, his, one or the the introductory okay. pr- press conference? Because there were a couple that people yeah, didn't know I about, mean, so I I had to clarify. I mean, that's the thing, dude gave us a lot of reasons to be weary, and then you're sitting mm-hmm. there at two and five, and you're like, this guy could be one and done. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was ready to get rid of dude. I was ready to be like, hey, you know what? 
I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 normally give the guys a chance, give them a second season, let them try and prove himself. I, I was ready to be like, hey man, if y'all want to get rid of him, I ain't gonna fight for him. <laughs> yeah, that that's what it was looking like. I wasn't calling for his job yet. But if y'all, it's rare you'll it's rare you'll hear me call for somebody's job in its mm-hmm. first year. Yeah. But if they'd if, if after two and five, if yeah. they'd have if, done something. If if this season that, hadn't turned around and they axed Nick Sirianni, mm-hmm. hey, bruh, you know, I'm I'm sitting over here talking about hey, ax this brother, get Eric Bienemy on the phone, get Byron Leftwich on the phone, you know, get who can we get in to replace this guy? Now, now. There are people in this city talking about Nick Sirianni for coach of the year. We know that's not going to happen. But nonetheless, that's where we are. They mm-hmm. win. They win this week. And and I want to throw this out to you because I, I want to get your opinion on this. The NFL is not like the NBA. In the sense that when you are trying to turn a franchise around, Lottery, being able to have lottery picks is crucial. You know, you're going to find those game changers at the top half of that draft. You'll find, you know, the, the, the Sixers have proven that you can find talent and you can find value on the back half of the draft. You look at Thibel, you look at Maxie. Mm-hmm. Those types of guys are there. But for the most part, when you are looking to change, when you are looking to change your team's, uh, you know, direction, you need to get these lottery picks. You need to get these picks up at the top of the draft. Now, I say this as far as the Eagles, and this is where I want to get your opinion. I believe that we live in a place where you can, you can rebuild your team. You can get decent value and players who can step in and contribute in the first round and make the playoffs. Like there are people who believe almost, almost as if making the playoffs is a bad thing. Oh no, we need to rebuild. We need to rebuild. You know, we, we don't need to be making, making a pass. Right. So here, here's where you, you have a flaw. Or I shouldn't say a flaw. Your, your, here's where you have your conflict, your contradiction, is that with specifically this Eagles team, when people talk about we need to rebuild, mm-hmm. what 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 they're really saying is we need a franchise quarterback, and franchise quarterbacks go in the first half of the first round most of the time. It's very few and far between. Mm-hmm. Like of the thirty-two jobs in the NFL, well, I, starters right now, I can think. Okay, let's well, let's not say starters, but of franchise quarterbacks in the league, guys who you know are secure in their jobs. It's what three, four of them, maybe that. Well, three maybe that didn't go in the first round. And maybe you add two or three more if you start late half, second round. 
Aaron Rodgers went in the 20s. Russell Wilson was a later round pit. Tom Brady was a later round pit. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, Derek Carr. Uh, you got five guys. But you look at those. Were, look at those guys you named. Wilson. They're, all, they're good players. Yeah, Wilson, Rodgers, yeah. Okay. My argument is not that it's impossible to find a franchise quarterback, but more so in the minds of the critics and fans who are who would say that we need to rebuild so they want higher picks. What they're really thinking is, I want the best chance to get a franchise quarterback. That's really what that argument is about wanting to miss the playoffs. It's not about... It's, it's definitively not about any other position other than the quarterback position. Although, if you look purely at the stats, number one overall picks at quarterback isn't a, doesn't make you a lot to be a franchise guy anymore than being drafted 15. Mm-hmm. But in the fans' mind, it's like the NBA where you need a top three pick on your roster to win a championship more often than not. Mm-hmm. And football is a di- football is definitely a different sport, but the fan mentality tends to be the same. Now, how much of uh, how much of the bowl season have you watched? The bowls, the bowl. NBA, no, no bowl. Oh, oh the Fo- bowl, the bowl season, bowl season. College. yeah, college football. Okay, I thought you said the bowl season for a second. How much uh, of the bowl, bowl season? Bowls. I, I've watched some. Has there been a quarterback? Have you seen a quarterback yet that you say, you know what? If he's there, this is who the Eagles should take a look at. Ask me that question in a couple minutes. <laughs> right. no, I, I, I say that because we're about to go off on a real tangent mm-hmm. and we haven't even gotten to today's game. Yet. No, we have not. No, we have not. Let's talk, <laughs> but let's talk about today's game. Once again, probably, probably the biggest red flag as we are now looking, looking towards the playoffs. It's not official yet as, as of right now, but however, now it's time to start looking towards the playoffs. Biggest red flag I saw probably just the whole overall first half play. Another slow start. Mm-hmm. Spotted them at 10. Spotted the Washington football team a 10-point lead. They were able to overcome that 10-point lead. They were able to make adjustments in the second half. However, how worried are you? How concerned are you? What did you think of the first half play of the Philadelphia Eagles? So... It was probably a few weeks ago now, five, six weeks maybe, Mm -hmm. that I made a comparison to you in regards to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense. Now, I do think he is a better thrower of the football than the other guy I mentioned was, but I said it was very Tim Tebow-ish. Mm-hmm. Slow starts, looks like next to nothing is getting done early in the game. Now, Tebow used to wait till fourth quarters and final drives 
Hurts waits till somewhere in the third quarter to get going. Mm -hmm. But it's Tebow, who got his team to the playoffs, won a playoff game, threw for 300-plus yards in the playoff game. All of that. And then still going into the next year, you saw a team that says, we can't win with this guy because we can't count on coming back being in holes mm-hmm. every week. Now, you're, you're starting your comebacks a little sooner, but all the same, you have to, you cannot put yourself in these types of deficits mm-hmm. against playoff teams and expect to win a game. This is why the Eagles have not beat anyone on their schedule this year who's going to be a playoff team. It's these slow starts, which is why if you look at um, Hertz's numbers in those early games, a two and five start, we were seeing a lot of stats and people say, well, well, it's garbage time numbers. It's a little more to that than it's just garbage time numbers. This, this kid turns it up in the second half, win or lose, second half, he's a gamer. Yeah. But he's got to figure out a way to – and I don't want to put it all on him because he didn't play poorly. He, he didn't play poorly. In the, first, yeah. in the first half. You look at – I mean, you look at, once again, play calling comes into question. This is the number one. This is the number one rushing team in the league now, and it's crazy mm-hmm. to say that because I feel like we've come on this show for weeks at the start of the season, begging this team to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Now they're the number one rushing team in the league, but once again, you, it's like, it's almost as if Sirianni comes out to start the game. Trying to prove like like he's running by default, mm-hmm. like he wants this to be that pass first, sling it all over the field type of uh, team, and then once you see that that doesn't work, all right, let's go back mm-hmm. to running. Let's go back exactly, to and that's exactly. frustrating. It's, it's like he, it's like the modern NFL mentality mm-hmm. is almost too powerful of an instinct for him to fight where he feels like he's got to lean on the passing game Mm -hmm. when and in the first half 47 yards averaging a little under four yards per attempt Mm -hmm. so it wasn't their normal production as far as yards per attempt Mm -hmm. in the first half but if you get a few more attempts you may see that start to loosen up. And given the the history they've had recently over the last six, seven plus seven games or so, you would think he'd have a mentality of we're going to force feed you the run. Until you and instead he seems though he wants to force feed you the pass. And then just kind of use the run as a fallback play. And, the, 
but when they start running the ball more effectively, it seems like everything opens up. The off Hurts gets more comfortable. He gets like, but beyond that, the whole offense gets into a rhythm. The offensive line starts to look more motivated, more more excited when they get to go out and just hit people in the mouth. Mm-hmm. The way the team is presently constructed, this team is built to run the ball, I'd say, 60% of the time. Yeah. Which you, it, which is kind of unheard of in the modern in modern football. It is, and but you you saw what they could do. Now you see, Miles Sanders. They're hoping to get Miles Sanders back before the end of the year. They're not going to put him on IR. He's not on. He is not currently on IR. Depending on what they do, depending on how this plays out, he'll probably sit for the Cowboys game and then come back for come back for the playoff game. But nonetheless, uh, Boston Scott, 14 attempts, 47 yards. Jordan Howard, 11 attempts for 26 yards. Kenny Gainwell had one uh, had one attempt, four yards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Hertz had seven for 44, but, I'm, but we're talking about, we're talking specifically about the running backs and what the running backs were able to do. I feel like, you ha- with this core, you need to be coming out and you need to be hitting them. You know, just like just like you said, hitting them in the mouth early. Mm-hmm. I worry when you look at these playoff teams. When you look at these teams going to the playoffs right now. When you, I, I'm worried. You fall behind with them. You fall behind to a. To the Dallas Cowboys, you fall mm-hmm. behind to the Packers. Packers will probably get a, uh, a first round bye. The Cardinals or the Card- Buccaneers, you Cardinals fall behind or the Bucks. You fall behind any of those guys. You in trouble, bro. Mm-hmm. You in trouble. And that's my. And that's exactly the what my concern is with with these first halves. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we've won. What the Eagles have won. What is it? Six of their last seven now, or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. But the issue in there, well, yeah, since the two and five start, they've lost. They're now what nine and se- nine and seven. They're nine so and they're, seven now. So they're seven and two over their last nine, and those two losses were to the Chargers, the Chargers, and the Giants, and the Giants. Yeah. But during during that stretch, all all seven of those wins were against teams that are currently outside of the playoff race. Mm-hmm. So you were able to get away with the slow starts and less than stellar performances from your offense in some games, mm-hmm. and less than stellar performances from your defense in some games. Let me let's be honest. The defense today let Taylor Heineke start the game going what nine for nine, something mm-hmm. like that before he threw incompletion. They had Taylor Heineke and, out here looking like like, like Tom Brady. The, just, like they were moving the ball for ten yards at a time through the air, so almost mm-hmm. effortlessly, just ten yard chunk, ten yard chunk, first down, first down. And we're it was, sitting back in that soft zone coverage. Yeah, and it seemed like they just refused 
to put any type of pressure. I feel one, I, it, I worked with Seth Joyner for too long that when I watch football, I feel like I hear him in my ear. So I'm sitting here and I'm watching and, and I'm watching this game. I'm watching them refuse, absolutely refuse. They're like, look, if our front four ain't going, you know, if our front four can't get to the quarterback, he's just not getting got. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they didn't try to put pressure on him until the third quarter. And I feel like that's what those are the things that frustrate me. As we're uh, now, I won't say they didn't try, but they didn't they do it enough. They, they weren't, weren't effective, effective getting okay. pressure because they okay. didn't. It wasn't that they didn't start blitzing more in the second half or anything like that. But it was just that four man rush seemed to be more effective in the second half for sure. Mm-hmm. No, nonetheless, they didn't. You saw more success getting pressure to the ball in the third quarter. In the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And once again, just like when you're talking about this run offense, it's frustrating because you're sitting here and you're like, all right, now you you know. You know ain't no ain't no Falcons in the playoffs. Ain't no Panthers in the playoffs. Ain't no Lions, ain't no, you know, ain't no Broncos in the play. You're not going to face them. My thing is, you get into the, you know, you get into the playoffs. If you're looking at Kyler Murray, if you're looking at Tom Brady, if you're looking at Dak Prescott, two things you got to do. You need a running game that can keep them off the field for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And you need to make every last one of those guys feel as uncomfortable in the pocket as possible all right so as of right now let's say green bay gets the first round by okay right now as the standing sit you're looking at tampa bay the rams or tampa bay the rams or or dallas in the first round The way the Eagles have played in the second half of the season, this this improved version of the Eagles football team. Mm-hmm. You think they compete with any of those teams, Tampa Bay, Dallas, or or the Rams? I think I I think that they have the talent, and if they do what they do well they can give themselves a chance. Matt, uh, I'll put it to you like this. Matt Stafford doesn't scare me. You put pressure on Matt Stafford, he doesn't scare me. But you let Matt Stafford sit back against the soft zone. Yeah, yeah, he'll pick you apart. But that's just about everybody. You you just watch Taylor Heineke do it. So, but, yeah. but Matt Matt Stafford has a lot more arm talent. Whatever you feel about Matt Stafford, mm-hmm. he's got no, the Matt arm Stafford. talent. He's no, man, I'm, and, I'm, I'm just, and he's got a better receiving core. I am not calling Cooper Matt. Cup and o- Odell Beckham has found new life in, with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Nobody's calling Matt Stafford garbage. There are no, you know, there. In my opinion, you look at this playoff. You look at this playoff group of quarterbacks. Ain't mm-hmm. no garbage in there. There's no garbage there. 
I'm saying Matt Stafford doesn't scare me. I'm not saying Matt Stafford's trash. I think that's two. Those are two different. Co- you know. Oh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you're calling him trash. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that with the Eagles' history of mm-hmm. only bringing four mm-hmm. and relying on that front four to get there, and if they don't get there, that quarterback gets all day in the pocket, mm-hmm. coupled with a defense that likes to sit back rather than be up on receivers being aggressive at the line. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford throwing the Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham is kind of scary. That is true. Well, you know what? This will be what's interesting to me. You know, we look at this we look at this game plan that the Eagles have had for the last couple of weeks. You see how it, it puts them in the early hole. Mm-hmm. But this is still the regular season. There's still going to be a next week. When you get to the playoffs and you know it's win or go home, will the Eagles, will this team, will Nick Sirianni dial it up and say, hey, you know what? We don't we don't have time to wait and see what happens? Hey, let's try to sling the ball around and let's try to be that offense. No. Well, you know, I'm a guy who's long believed that in pressure pressure situations, mm-hmm. people's tr- people's true identity and true tendencies tend to show through more than what you hope they would be willing to do to maximize their ability. So. Just like I don't t- trust Russell Westbrook to turn into a pass for first point guard in the playoffs, I can't sit here and say I trust a coach who we just got done talking about has a problem fighting his instincts to pass too much, mm. is all of a sudden going to get to the playoffs and say, you know what, I'm going to run the ball 40 times today. Well, look, I mean... We were begging this man. Two months ago, we were begging this man just to run the ball at all. To run the ball 20 times in a Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, at some point in time, the light went on. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest. Even in the streak, though, where the Eagles were averaging 175-plus yards per game and dominating the teams, and went from not running the ball to having the top rushing attack in the league. Mm -hmm. Even during all of that, were there or were there not games that you watched that said the Eagles aren't running the ball enough? Sirianni's calling too many throws, especially in the first half. Yeah, I think think, uh, the stat was nine nine rushing plays in the first half Mm -hmm. of this game, of this uh, Mm -hmm. Washington game. Uh, the, uh, the Giants' loss, they started that game. Well, they finished the game with 200 yards pass rushing around that. Mm-hmm. But the problem was they started the game throwing the ball on 11 of their first 16 plays. Yeah. So even though the numbers might make you think they all they consistently land upon the run during that stretch, if you watch the game, you know better. Even, like, even with their success running the ball, they got away from it at times. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with 
why they found themselves in holes or games were closer than they should have been. So to your original question, I can't sit here at today and say that I feel confident in Sirianni going into the playoffs with a run-heavy gameplay. I, I, I hope for, I have reason to be hopeful, but I'm not confident. No, I understand. I, I and I understand in this prop, and I feel like you have to see it and, and, and allow me to try to speak for you. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. You always you, you always try, but uh, basically you you got to see it to believe it. You know you. You are not confident that he will go into this. He will go into the playoffs with a run-heavy office, starting the game with a run-heavy office, not not kind of shifting towards it. You know, at halftime as you make your adjustments, you are not confident that when the when the playoffs start and the Eagles are in it, that they are going to come out running the ball. Or, 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 Okay, well let me ask you let me ask you this before before you jump in. What are you more confident in? The Eagles starting the game running the ball or the Eagles starting the game putting pressure on the quarterback? I'm more confident I guess of those options, I'm most confident in the Eagles starting the game. Just Wow. Okay. okay. All right. I mean, think about it. Let's be honest. We're talking about going into the playoffs, the matchups we just mentioned. We're looking at Rams, probable Rams, Cowboys, or Buccaneers. You're looking at, so you're likely looking at indoors or good weather. Mm-hmm. And some guys like to throw the ball around. Yeah. You got guys. So, who, you got guys who like to p- throw the ball around. You got guys who like to get the ball out quickly. Mm-hmm. Guys like that feast on that soft coverage. Guys mm-hmm. who know exactly what to do when they see that soft coverage lining up against them. Mm-hmm. Lesser quarterbacks have had field days because we just watched Taylor Heineke. I mean, we watched Sam Darnold have a career day at one point this year. Taylor Heineke could walk into this room right now in his full uniform. And I would not recognize who he was. That's probably true. But that man, there ain't no probably. First of all, I'm like, why is this white man in this red, uh, sorry, not Redskins, football team uniform just walking into my house? Who is this guy? Oh, hey, turn around so I can see a jerk. Oh, you're Taylor Heineke. <coughs> but nonetheless, he was looking like Tom Brady today. Mm-hmm. Until this team was able to finally start to put some pressure on it. Make some, you know, make some plays. Get off the field on third down. Also, I wanted to bring something up to you. Because I saw a stat, 
and and I feel like you know we're we're kind of ping ponging back and forth between offense and defense, and we're just throwing it out there as it comes to mind. You know, we talked about the play calling. We talked about not running the ball. What do you think about all this going forward on fourth down? Started the game. First thing first, uh, Washington on their first possession of the uh, of the game marched came all the way right down out and scored. Came right out and scored. Made it look easy. Mm-hmm. Now the Eagles were able to move the ball when they got the ball back. They moved the ball. Mm-hmm. However, went down the field, moved down the got, field, but the uh, drive stall. Got, got in the scoring ter- Got in the scoring range. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here in my mind saying. First drive of the game, a lot of time left, take the points. Mm-hmm. Sirianni said, I feel like Pedro Serrano, so I'm going to go for it. Say, say it, uh, Sirianni's, got, Sirianni's got the marbles. He's got the marbles. He's got marbles. He has mm-hmm. marbles. You ain't going to call him out. You ain't going to say exactly. Sirianni ain't got no marbles. Exactly. Sirianni's... How you feel about that? I don't, but but like, like I was saying, I'm sitting to myself at first drive. I'm saying take the point. Yeah. The second time he goes for it, even though they got the touchdown prior to the snap, in my mind, I'm still saying I'd feel way better about this if you had took the points the first time mm-hmm. than I feel about it just going forward every time all willy-nilly. Yeah. I mean, coming into the game, the Eagles were 5 for 17 going forward on fourth downs. Now, people say, you know, they like to throw, they like to throw out the analytics, say things like, oh, well, it's 49%. It's basically a coin toss, 50-50, going forward on fourth down versus punting and all these things. Mm-hmm. But that's that number was based on guys going for it when they had a feel for the game and felt like they were in a position where their team could succeed. And those were the situations where they could go, would go for it historically. Mm-hmm. Now guys are looking at it and saying, well, the numbers say so, so I'm just going to go for it regardless of my feel for the game and what the game's been looking like. And, I think if that continues to be the trend, the the percentages people are working off are going to shift shift down. They're going to they're going to have a negative a decline because guys are no longer going for it when they're actually confident in going for it or believe it's a good idea. They're just going for it because the numbers say forty nine percent, fifty percent, go for it, and that's. What's the word? It's I, I can't think of the proper word to say, but it's it's a real it's it's almost making a mockery of the process where analytics took took when analytics took over, and analytics said, "Oh well, yeah, it's this good to do it." It ignored the fact that it was that good because coaches were making fairly good decisions about when they had the feel for it. But if you just go for it all the time, 
you'll end up where the Eagles are only getting it maybe a third of the time rather than half the time. Mm. And if you're only getting it a third of the time, it looks a whole lot less good on paper. It looks, it doesn't look good on paper now. That's what I meant because we're only getting it a third of the time. Yeah, it it doesn't look good now. And it's just, I feel like these, these are kinks you want worked out by the playoffs. I don't know that these kinks get worked out by the playoffs. No, and I, I, I agree. And I just feel like, honestly, you know, you know me, in effect. I hate cliches. I'm not a fan of them. Sometimes you got to use them. You know, you, you use them when, when they're necessary. But I feel like, if anything, this might be the closest thing to the Eagles plan completely playing with house money. I just get go to the playoffs and let's see what happens. Let's, oh, there's absolutely no pressure on the Eagles. If, yeah, if they, let, let, they get, let, assuming they get in the playoffs, there's no pressure on the Eagles. Because to me, I feel like go to the playoffs. Let's see what happens. Let's see what you do. Let's see where you go with this. And honestly, and then when the season ends, whenever it ends, whenever it ends, you have three first round draft picks, and you have some good cap space. Oh, excuse me. You have some. Good, you have some room to actually. Uh huh. You know, attract a free agent or two. But if you go into the playoffs and proverbially wet the bed, that's not, despite low expectations, despite I don't think anyone having, Mm -hmm. anyone who at least being honest with themselves is saying the Eagles are going to go into the playoffs and win a game or two or no. get to the conference side. Nobody's saying no, that. Nobody's saying that. Hey, real quick, but if, uh, real quick, I just want to get to this viewer question. My man Bryant said, given who WFT had on the field, was Eagles fans really worried about this being an L? This seemed to be the game of practice scenarios. I think this Eagles team doesn't have room, in my opinion. They don't have no. that kind of margin of error. No, no. I, you know, this isn't as well as they played, as as improved as this team has been in the, over the last two months. This hasn't been a team yet where I'm just out here just chalking up wins. Like I'm not looking at the schedule. You know, we looked hmm. at the schedule and said you, there were games that you felt were winnable. But I'm not going out here, you know, I'm not going out there just like, hey, they'll beat them. They'll beat them. Because if this, it, if that was the case, they would have beaten the Giants the first time they played them. The Eagles aren't a team that's good enough to overlook anyone. No. 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 You know, and and, and I think, honestly, you know, you know, he talked about, you know, pr- uh, practicing scenarios. If anything, that's what they did to start the game. Going out there trying to once again establish themselves as a pass first team when you know they're a run first team and you know and you know also going out there trying to see how much how well your front four can get to the quarterback without blitzing, without necessarily putting pressure on before you say okay I will 
you know, if it does not work, then we'll make that adjustment. You know, I think honestly, if you if if you think that is the case, you know, you kind you you could pretty much say you saw that in this game. Because honestly, if this if the Eagles were about doing what they need to do, doing what going to their bread and butter, they would have came out running straight out the shoot. Mm-hmm. They would have come out running straight out the shoot. They would have put pre- you saw what putting pressure on Taylor Heineke did. He still had a you know he had that beast game, but most of that was in the first half. Now that's the one thing though, where it's interesting to me because we talk about the run versus the pass. Mm-hmm. That was actually an adjustment they have to make. You have to stop throwing the ball as much and put the ball in the hands of your running backs more. Mm-hmm. On defense, it's interesting because there weren't major schematic adjustments that were made. Mm-hmm. Where you talk about getting pressure on the quarterback, they didn't start bringing extra pass rushers. They didn't do that th- those type of things. It was just a matter that the stuff they were doing started working mm-hmm. all in the second half. So... When we talk about getting pressure, that is a it's a weird situation for the Eagles because you want to do it with four and you can do it with four. Mm-hmm. But when you don't get it done with four, it gets bad things. Yeah. Because on the back end, beyond Darius Slay, You've got some guys who have played fairly well. Levante Maddox plays pretty well when he gets to be the inside corner. He's, mm-hmm. he's you don't want him on the outside, but as a nickel corner, he's pretty good. Got holes on that pl- pass interference though. That pass I mean, those those happen. I'm not gonna not gonna beat myself beat myself in the head screaming at the refs banging my head on the wall because of that call. Well, I wasn't gonna bang my head on the wall, but it. But that was a bogus call. He had his arm around the receiver's waist. He, I, he didn't. I wouldn't say he affected the play, mm. but at full speed, at around the same time the ball's going past the mm. receiver, that arm around the waist is starting to turn the receiver. Man, Red I don't th- think it affected the play. Red but at got full, some home but, at, but at full speed, I get why a ref's going to call it. Uh, you can't put your arm around it. Like you put a arm, corner puts his arm around a receiver's waist. You know what it looks like. The Washington football team definitely benefited from some home cooking from these refs. Refs is from Southeast. I, I, I believe that. <laughs> refs used to go to uh, it was uh, trade wins. <laughs> Re, uh, refs used to go to the go go. They fans, oh, the Ch- they, they fans of the Northeast Groovers in the uh, junkyard bed, in the backyard bed, all of they got. They definitely got some old cooking today, <laughs> but nonetheless, I don't know. You know, I I'm not even going. You know, usually before we wrap up, you know, we talk about what we can expect this next game. I don't know if the e- I don't I don't know if the Eagles are going to have anything to play for. I don't know if the uh, Cowboys are going to have anything to play for next week. 
because if the Cowboys can't move up or down, Cowboys lose today. I don't know, you know, if they can't move up or down in the standings. Mm-hmm. Then well, the cap yeah, after those lost to Arizona today, I'm I'm looking at the standings now, mm-hmm. and the Dallas team is they're at eleven and five, clinched the division, but in conference. That would put them, let's see, they're currently fourth in the conference. They can't get the bye. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're out. They, they can't, yeah, they're not going to be the so, number one seed. So, so they're out of contention for the bye. Had they won today, they'd still be technically in, con- in yeah. contention for the bye. Yeah. So they can't lose the division but they can't get a bye. They're playing a home first round home game no matter what. Yeah. So I th- so at this point chances are, you know, Cowboys don't have anything to play for. Eagles mm-hmm. uh I mean and, and plus there's a good chance. There's still a good chance that the Eagles could play the Cowboys in the first round, right? Absolutely. That's so, very possible. So if you're going into the playoffs and you it's like then you have, if you're the Cowboys and you know that you're possibly going to play the Eagles to start the playoffs. Eagles get nothing. I'm not starting Dak. I'm not start. I'm not even bringing them to Philly. Stay home. Now at this point, though, the Cowboys do hold the fourth spot, so they're the lowest ranked of the division winners. Mm-hmm. So. The Eagles are unlikely. Well, actually, as of right now, the Eagles are in that seventh spot, so they would be playing the Rams right now. Mm. The Eagles would have to get up to the the top wild card spot to play Dallas in the first round. Well, I, I don't know if that's gonna, you know, that's not that's, that's not, not gonna, gonna happen. happen. That's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. All right, so so none- Arizona only has five losses. Arizona only has five losses. They they lost to the 49ers. So, mm-hmm. it is what it is. So, we don't know what we're going to see next week, but what we will what we will know after next week's game is who is we'll be able to we'll be able to preview the playoffs. Mhm. And we'll talk about what the Eagles have to do in the playoffs. We'll talk about more. We'll talk we'll talk about all of that. And we'll talk about, in fact, we'll, you know, we'll get into all of that this week. Make sure you check out the Jonesy and Brown podcast later on this week. Sunday, I don't know what we got planned. I'm just being real with you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There's something you want us to talk about. Hit us up. Hit us up at Jonesy and Brown. One word, Jonesy and Brown. Or you can hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. That's, you know, that's a thing. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We'll talk about whatever you want. All right? Don't promise people that. I'm going to talk about whatever I want. Okay, you know, you're absolutely right. I'm, he's going to talk about whatever he wants. I'm going to talk about whatever I want because that's just how this show goes. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is. We're talking about telling the people we're going to talk about what they want. Well, you know what? Look, 
I look like I'm into customer satisfaction or something. You're an awfully military. That's how we started this year. That's, that's how we kick it off 2022. Oh, all, yeah. All flipping, all militant, you know, you know belligerent, truculent, mm-hmm. all um, yeah, yeah, all, all of that. All of that. Whatever, man. That's Mike Jones. I'm John Brown. Thank you for listening to the Green Over Everything podcast. Remember, Jonesy and Brown, later on this week, we will talk Philly sports. We'll talk a whole bunch of things. All right? Y'all have a good week. We'll be talking playoffs next week. Uh, oh, 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 wait a minute. Hold on, hold on real quick. Brian said on our way out. He threw out this real quick. No, you don't look like you're in customer, sat- customer satisfaction. This ain't the 90. Got that right, brother. Got that right. Got that right. Yo, we out of here, y'all. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Tell your friends, Jonesy and Brown, we the realest dudes on the air. We'll talk to you guys next week, y'all. Peace. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to the Green Over Everything podcast with Jonesy. My man Brown.